From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 342 for the week of September 11th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell. I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson and Wayne Toygo. And in this segment we continue our chat with Wayne about Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, make sure you catch part one first. And I'll make sure I put a link to that in the show notes page. Uh, Wayne, I think the last time we left off, you had just finished your lunch and you were getting ready to tell us about your last ride on the classic Colossus. I have always been a wooden roller coaster fan, and what I have—I—I I do not know why they are closing this thing. Because what a smooth, fast, wonderful experience this is. And judging from the reaction of everyone else on the attraction, they thought the same thing. Um, I saw more smiles and giggles and laughs. From people of every age getting off this thing, every everyone liked it. And for a roller coaster, this is actually a long ride. I mean, it's it's like two and a half minutes long. Um, for the size of this thing, it's it's in remarkable shape. Way smoother than all the other wooden coasters that I've ridden anywhere anywhere um, in the last ten fifteen years. Um, the restraints in the cars themselves, it's, it's the regular lap bars with a seatbelt. So you're not, you know, harnessed in so hard that your head's, you know, hitting against the shoulder restraints and stuff. None of that garbage. You get some great views of the entire area from this thing. If you can catch your breath long enough to look at the great views. And I had the reservation for for the ride i got off the wait time was about 20 minutes in the standby line i got right back on i got right back in the standby line and just waited with the regular folks i think at that point you know at that point i could have made a reservation and gone and done something else but where this area where this ride is located it's kind of in the far back of the park and I didn't mind waiting at this point. So I rode it twice right then. Had a ball. Just outside the area where Colossus is, they had set up a number of displays featuring um, scenes from the movie Vacation. Um, they had an actual... Remember the car from the movie? Remember, remember the family mm-hmm. truckster from the movie? Well, they actually had a family truckster there it was wonderful so you could get up and you know have the whole family take a picture you know right right beside the you know the griswold family truckster um they had a a ride vehicle from from the colossus where you could all sit in the ride and it had a backdrop of the coaster so you could you know make funny faces and throw your hands up and get your picture taken and stuff and this is all just right outside um, the attraction, you know, free for anybody to come up and, and take pictures. And they also had, remember the, remember the theme character from Wally World? 
from the movie Vacation? Yes. Mar- Marty, Marty Moose. They actually had Marty Moose with his little hat on for you to go up and oh take a picture. It was Punch great. And I've, I've, I have always wondered why Magic Mountain didn't make more of this, why they didn't just make Marty Moose their theme character. They're, they're Warner right now. They're all the Looney Tunes characters right now. They weren't always that. They should have had Marty Moose all, all along. <laughs> I was surprised. I couldn't even get a Marty Moose t-shirt. I didn't look absolutely everywhere, but I didn't find one. But I wanted a Marty Moose t-shirt. Anyway, so that was great. That that was great. And so by the time I had written that twice, I wanted to take a little break because it was now the heat of the day. And right around the corner is one of their uh, indoor uh, show theaters where they've had a number of different kinds of inside uh, uh, entertainment shows there over the years. And right now they've got a, a very nice little magic show going. I forget the name of the artist uh, who's in there, but apparently he's he's one of the performers that has you know he's been around and is doing stuff. And they do oh goodness six or so shows a day, so it's it's fairly easy to catch a show. Good little magic show, um, music and lights and dancing and very good illusions and special effects and audience involvement and a little bit of. Um, uh, humor in it as well, and they also they did um, he all the, the entire cast comes out to the audience a- area after the show, and you can take pictures with them. And I've never seen that anywhere, where the performers in the show allow you to take pictures with them after the show, and people were going nuts for that. You know, get get your picture with the magician or with some of the dancers or whatever. Uh, a great touch, loved that. They have another big theater um, where they were running a hypnotist show. I didn't take time to see that, but I could tell from the crowd that that was well attended to. So after this, I walked around a little bit, sort of took in the rest of the park. Um, One of the other areas that they have is um, uh, uh, Magic Mountain also um, concentrates on the DC Comics. So um, it's Superman and Batman and Green Lantern and the Riddler and all of those kind of uh, comic book characters. And they have a whole area with rides dedicated to this. But by now, I'm, I'm now in my cruising mode, and so I'm just looking <laughs> around and stuff. I think at this point, I had a reservation for their Goliath coaster, which is one of their more extreme steel rail coasters. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing what the Flash Pass was meant for. I'm kind of doing other things and, and killing time and spending time doing alternate things, waiting for my reservation to come up. I also visited um, two of their most extremes right now. One's called Viper. The other one's called X2. If, yeah. No. If y'all, if if you listeners, if any one of you has been on the X two, and has survived that thing, my hats off to you because I just took a look at that and it's like there's absolutely no way. I know Mary Jo. You are in a car that is on a rod that yes. comes out from the track. So the car truck 
rides the roller coaster track, but the seats are external to the car on a rod that can spin 360 degrees. So as the truck is doing its roller coaster thing, your seat is also spinning forwards and backwards 360 degrees. Well, there's no way. There's no way. I don't think I'd have even survived the first hill. (laughs) But I I look at the kids, and my word, they just, they get on this thing, they ride the thing, they get off. They don't even look the slightest bit dizzy. So my hat's off to you folks who can do these. I'll just sit and watch you and be amazed. There are some wonderful views of the park from around the mountain in this area. I had more fun um, just walking around and looking and getting some great views. I did ride Goliath. Goliath is a very tall, fast steel roller coaster. Um, one of the first, what they started calling a hyper coaster, because it's very high and very fast. You're also riding a track that the track seems to disappear from view from time to time. So you wonder where, where on earth you're going because you can't really see exactly where you're going because it's so far underneath you, unlike a wooden where it's all around you all the time. You always know where you're headed. That one I like a lot because it does not have inversions on it. It just has a lot of high-speed turns. And I think, based on the story I'm going to tell you in a moment, that's probably (laughs) the extent of what I'm now destined to ride. Um, After this, I I took a, a walk through the kids' area, which is called Bugs Bunny World. And I have to tell you, what a delightful area this is. And it's not small by any means. This thing is easier, easily um, two or three times the size of Fantasyland. There are tons of rides. There, there, there's got to be at least a dozen kid-oriented rides in Bugs Bunny World. And it's, it's not just smaller versions of carnival rides although there were some of those as well um kind of kind of what camp snoopy is doing with with their kids themed rides but i thought even better they've they've gone it a notch more this entire area is decorated and themed Every attraction, I mean, they have a cute name, and they have landscaping, and the vehicles are all brightly colored, and it's just, it's very creative theme park riding, but scaled down for kids. Uh, trains and coasters and a little drop ride, and and tons of characters, and, and all day, hmm. too. I saw, I saw plenty of the Looney Tunes characters, Bugs and Porky and Daffy Duck, and I just, in addition to all the DC comic characters as well. So Magic Mountain, really, they're doing a very good job of having their costume characters out and accessible for meet and greets and pictures, and it seemed very well organized and very accessible all day long. That was another very, very pleasant surprise. How were the, how were the crowds behaving with the characters? Because, you know, we, talk, we hear all the stories about, 
you know, theme parks where their characters, you know, let's face it, Disney has the... Disney has the market on how characters interact with people. But we still hear about, you know, places where characters aren't dressed like they should or they don't, they're not um, with handlers, so it's, it's difficult, people are pushy, things like that. So what were, what were your visualizations on some of those interactions? I am so glad you brought this up because here was another area where I was pleasantly surprised. First of all, all the characters looked great. Um, the costume characters, the Looney Tunes characters, were top-notch. Bugs okay. looked great. Daffy looked great. Porky was hilarious. You could tell that the performers were really specked up on knowing these characters and knowing how to deal with the age groups that they are likely to meet. I saw okay. just as many smiles, I saw hugs, I saw kids, you know, oh, there's Bugs, and of course, everyone wants, wants their picture with Bugs. So anytime Bugs was in the area, you know, it's like, it's like the parade to the meet and greet area. Um, but all the rest of them, even, even the subordinate characters, were getting just as big a reaction. They all had handlers. Everyone, in fact... Despite the summer day and the mm -hmm. Saturday, and, and I wouldn't describe the day as an overly crowded day. The park was full, to be sure. I mean, it was a weekend in the summer, so it was full. But it wasn't wall-to-wall it wasn't -wall people like we've seen at times around some of our other favorite parks. The crowds at Magic Mountain were some of the most well-behaved, polite guests I've ever seen in any theme park. Wow. I was, I was shocked. Wow, I, because, you know, you hear everything about how the gangs tend to be at Magic Mountain, and that's, you, you know, you that's know where you need to avoid. And You know what? This was a big concern, and I did as much research as I could ahead of time to see if this was still an ongoing problem. And mm -hmm. this is what I mean by, I think, when Six Flags came in, and admittedly they've been in for a while now, but they have made some adjustments. I mean, security was present all day long, not obtrusive, but they were there. I, I had no problems. I never felt insecure. I never felt... You know, like I had to hang onto my wallet or my pocket or whatever. And and yet I saw no line cutting, not once. I saw no meltdowns, not one the entire day. I saw no problems. Uh there were no teen problems, no issues at night. Um mm. at night at nighttime I saw more security and they were in the heavily populated areas, like in some of the music and entertainment venues that they have set up at night. That's where I expected them to be. Yeah, by, by midday, I'm going, 
I'm going to have to start looking to see if I actually find a problem. And you know what else I saw? I am so used to, and you know you've seen this too. Yeah. At Disneyland, you've got, you know, you've got the family of 12, and half of them are kids. And so the kids run in line and cut in front of everybody, and then the entire family feels that because the kids have gotten in front of everybody else, they they get to move to the front where everybody else is. I saw none of that kind of behavior during my entire day at Magic Mountain. I got, I had people motioning me to come ahead of them when they had a big party, and we all arrived at the queue line at the same time. In fact, uh-huh. you know you know the transition from the queue waiting line to the loading area where you get to pick your 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 car yeah. that you're going to ride in? I had more people say, "Hey, come come ahead of us. We will all want to ride together." Rather than, "Hey, do you mind if we cut ahead of you so we can ride together?" Big difference. And you know, I wasn't. I was trying not to act like my, you know, my, like an old man. There, you know, I'm dressed right. the way I'm always dressed. You know, with my blue jeans and my hat and all of that. You know, so outside of the fact that I'm just, you know, obviously an older guest, I don't think I was acting like an older guest. And yet, I met some of the most wonderful people there. And this was, all in all, I have to tell you, this was better than the Disneyland crowd, and I was pleasantly surprised. Very nice. Food-wise, throughout the whole park, what a great selection. And I found found a surprise at a place in the middle of the park called Food Etc. They're selling Dole Whips. (laughs) Interesting. And as a matter of fact, they're going Dole Whip one one better. They have the traditional pineapple Dole Whip, and it tasted wonderful because, of course, you know I had to have one. But they also had mango Dole Whip, Ooh, and mango. you could get Dole Whip with fruit toppings, and they had several choices. Interesting. This and and this was in an area where they had a number of quick service counter locations and a whole lot of indoor seating and food wise this place you were never for a lack of food or a place to rest this this again was a pleasant surprise and you know I mean there's plenty of food around the Disney parks we know this yeah at times it's hard to get to it. At times, you just, oh, just give me a something. And, you know, when you start having to wait a significant amount of time in the middle of the day, we get cranky. I, I, saw, I saw none of that. It took me five minutes to get my Dole Whip in the middle of the day. It was, it was great. And after I did that, it's now headed towards evening. It's still, I would say it's around 5, 5.30. And I had there's there's a couple of attractions that you can't make a flash pass reservation for, and one of them is the attraction that when I was still with the podcast, I was talking about the construction as they were building this. This is a brand new attraction called Full Throttle. This is just off 
the front entrance. You can see it all across the front. It's got a very tall loop right there in front of the main walking area. Oh, is this the one that goes inside and outside? Correct. This, okay. this is the this is the the brand new big newest coaster that they have there. So you're not able to make a regular flash pass reservation there. They kind of they do a little thing and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but if you really really want an advance reservation, you can actually pay a little bit of money and you can get an advance reservation for that one. I didn't want to pay the extra. It's like fifteen bucks too. So if you if you don't want to wait, you can pay yeah, a, a little, little extra. Yeah, and there's a couple of them, couple of rides that the big ticket popular rides X2 and Full Throttle are like this. The wait time for this late in the day was about forty five minutes, but the waiting queue area is in an area that was outdoors, very well shaded, and they had this enormous big screen, big screen TV set up for entertainment. And it was showing videos and promotional stuff and playing music, and it was, it was providing a lot of good cue entertainment. Mm. Plus, um, since you're in line with everybody else who's getting on this thing, the guests were, in fact, encouraging themselves within line and talking to each other. And there was all kinds of queue conversations, queue line conversations. Um, so between the TV and the music and the shade, and it, it, was, not, it was not bad to, to wait, in time, wait in line for this one. The ride was outrageous. You're really strapped in to this to this coaster. Um, full shoulder harness, big big seat back, lap belt. There was a group of girls who were right in front of me, and they were all just you know they were standing in line to get in this thing. But mom and the rest of them were just petrified to go on this, even though they were in line. <laughs> and I finally had to say to them, "Look, it's really very easy. All you have to do is sit down." You really don't have to do anything else after that. Just let the ride do its thing. Well, this is a um, this is a launch roller coaster. So it's the you know it's it's the magnetic launch system um, like for um, California Screamin'. And the very first thing you do is go around the inside of this big loop, and you see this loop from the ground, and you go, yeah, that's a tall loop. You ride this thing, my word, this is a tall loop. When, when we talked about knots, had, had you ridden the um, accelerator? What's accelerator, it yeah. yeah. Um, this has got to be taller than that. Oh. It's got to be okay. taller than that. Yeah, y'all oh. can just have that kind of crap. <laughs> oh my word! And then, so you and you figure, okay, this is the worst of it. You um, you come off that loop, and it's like, whoo, boy, glad that's over. And you know, a few twists and turns, and then you disappear around the backside of the mountain to a point where you don't see what's going on from the walking path, and you come through this tunnel and kind of up an incline and in the tunnel 
you there are actually some breaks and you stop dead in the tunnel. Well, from my review of the construction, I go, uh-oh, I know what's going to happen. I forgot about this part. And sure enough, they launch you backwards. So you have come off the big loop, up and down a little bit, and now hard break in this tunnel, pause for a second, and then they shoot you backwards to the point where you get up an incline, you dead stall, and then you fall forward again. Only this time when you hit the tunnel, rather than stopping you, they shoot you even faster forward. And that's when you go over the outside of the big loop, and oh my word, that's tall. You thought that the inside loop was tall, the outside loop, you swear you're going to fly yourself off the face of the earth. It was, it was frightening. (laughs) There's just no other way to put it. It was frightening. But what a great attraction. Um, Again, lots of people, as soon as we hit the brakes towards the station, people are going, is it over? Is it over yet? Very, very good. Um, I took my own selfie on it. I'll have to post it somewhere. It was just, it was the look of petrified fear. (laughs) Um, I did some... I did some shopping, um, lots of Looney Tunes character t-shirts and plushes, uh, DC Comics stuff, Batman, Superman. In fact, that day, one of the big sellers was the pink Supergirl cape that everybody was wearing. (laughs) Everybody was wearing the pink cape. Uh, For the guys, there was a green green lantern cape and a i think it was a purple riddler cape that everybody was wearing in addition to batman t-shirts and the like um i saw again more unique food locations um some of the uh, ones that i noted were high octane wings and loaded dogs they actually do have a johnny rockets in the park um and uh, and again, this is also unique, the Full Throttle Sports Bar and Grill. And this is an inside full restaurant um, sports bar with hmm. full menu, snacks, alcohol, about 20 TVs on the inside, just just like, you know, your typical sports bar, air conditioning, inside seating, cool, wonderful. Um, really, really nice facility, and people were in there. I think this was, I think this was still during soccer season, so they were still watching soccer inside there, and too. And that was great. Um, really nice. I would have spent more time, but I had another reservation for the coaster that killed the day, and that is the another of the coasters that you see from the outside of the park. The name of the coaster is Tatsu, advertised as a flying coaster. Oh, yeah. This is the one where you, you sort of sit down. You are strapped into this seat. The mechanism is on top of you, but once you're strapped in, the whole mechanism tilts, and you are now belly down face forward so you are sort of a superman flying position 
Exactly. <laughs> and that's the way you that's the way you're going through this entire attraction. And I thought I I'm before I got on this thing, I scoped it out for about 30 minutes trying to figure out the track <laughs> and figure out if I was brave enough to do this thing and I talked myself into it. So I get harnessed in and already I can feel the heart rate going up. And you go up the first lift and that first lift is is a strange experience because from that position you're almost standing up by the time you know you're you're in the inclined position the first drop was awesome i mean it really was like flying and you can't help but put your put your arms out after the first inversion though or after the first drop you get to the first inversion which wasn't too bad but then the ride stepped up and immediately after that it was it immediately became too much the highlight was this huge inside loop where you turn completely upside down from the inverted position, and then you come to a feature which I had heard about but had never experienced. They call it a center line turn. And this is, if you, if you can picture yourself going forward and now pinwheel on a center axis, sort of corkscrew, yeah. But don't lazy yourself around in a corkscrew-like. Instead, form the track so that your body pivots on a center right through, your, right through yourself. So as you're looking forward, you see the horizon pivot 360 degrees around a single point. Hmm. Well, that was too much. That, that just... And then you, from there, you go into an immediate hard bank G-turn and then quick hard break into the station. And I could not wait to get off that thing. I walked around for a while after that. I was so dizzy. Did oo pook him? I didn't pook. Um <laughs> But I just, it, it was strange. I felt like I wanted to lay down, but laying down was not in the program. So all, spinning head was, was, the, um, was the, the formula. And so I decided I would just walk around and try to walk it off. And in fact, I even had a reservation for Colossus for late at night. And so I'm walking towards that area of the park, and I'm thinking, I really need to go visit the first aid folks. And from being on Colossus before, I knew where that was, so I went ahead and I made a pass, and I went, I got sick. <laughs> and they let me let rest in the, in the cool for a while, and I took some aspirin. And... Did you by any chance ask them any questions, like how many people they see a day for that kind of... They for, say... Uh... They say this was very common, especially for folks who aren't eating and aren't drinking their water. They say all ages, um, it, it just it depends on the individual person and whether, whether your person is specced up for this kind of attraction. They said, and I really didn't know this, they said Tatsu is one of the most extreme rides in the park. They said that as far as the experience and the forces that that ride puts you through between X2 and Tatsu, those are the two big ones. And I really didn't know that. I thought I thought uh, you know Full Throttle was kind of going to be at the top of the list, but uh, wow. <laughs> anyway, well, I knew X2 was like that because that was a big selling point when they first introduced it. 
Um, I do remember that much. But yeah. So yeah. I I spent a little bit of time in there and just sort of recuperated and then spent the rest of my day walking around and looking at the lights and the music. They do have some nighttime music shows. Um, one of them is right in front of the Full Throttle uh, attraction, which they call Full Throttle Nights. They don't do fireworks, but there's um, music and performers, uh, mostly towards the front of the park in the evening hours. Um, I turned in my flash pass, which was perfectly easy, got my driver's license back, did some final shopping, left the park at park close at about 10 p.m., went outside, hopped on the hometown trolley, back to the hotel, it was a great day, and I didn't even make it to the Hurricane Harbor Water Park. That, that'll that have to be for another visit, but for all-around entertainment value. It's a separate ticket, isn't it? Anyways, it it yeah. is. You can get a combo. Uh, you can get a combo and get admission to both parks on the same day. That would be a very, very full day. Um, I I can't even imagine getting getting all of your um, entertainment value in trying to go to both in the same day. But for everything I did at Magic Mountain, I have, I have no complaints at all. And everything considered, this was, I am perfectly honest here, I am not overselling this, this was just as much overall fun as a day at Disneyland. No fooling. No kidding. I left happy. Now, using using the Flash Pass, if you had wanted to ride all of the not not quite as tame rides, you know, if you wanted to ride all everything, would you have been able to? If it all done? you know, I I would have been able to do it with the regular. I probably would not have taken like. When I have a meal, I really like to sit and rest and take right. my time. So if if doing that wasn't a big priority and if shopping wasn't a big priority and walking around and people watching and not going to Bugs Bunny World or seeing the the shows, the magic show or like that, if you really wanted to just ride the rides, yes, you could definitely do every attraction. Um, I added it up. I, I must have used this thing eight or ten times throughout the course of the day. And hmm. on, at a normal day at Disneyland, I don't, I don't do that many attractions when I'm there from noon to midnight. You know? Um, I left happy. I was tired, to be sure, but extremely pleased with what I got to do, even though I left the day and was still dizzy and <laughs> took me about 24 hours to get over that. But, you know, even that didn't didn't lessen the amount of fun that I had. Right. Um, my recommendations, plan your day, plan for your accommodations, plan for your tickets, get that locked down so that you don't have to go to the ticket booth ahead of time, plan your transportation, Get a flash pass if you're a day visitor, for sure. Get a flash pass if you're, if you're like me, a single day visitor. Um, if you're a local, then consider a season pass and then see how it takes you. See, see if there's an advantage to that. Once you're in the park, 
take it easy. There is just no need to crisscross back and forth at Magic Mountain the way we do at some of the other parks. It's laid out nicely in a circle where there's plenty to do, there's plenty of food, plenty of fun, and there are attractions literally for all ages. I I will be going back. There's no question about it. This has renewed my interest in Magic Mountain. This is going back on the list as a really fun day. Uh, really makes me wonder how this park is at Halloween. Um, they they do a big Halloween thing. Um, might have to put that on the list. <laughs> might have to put that on the list. Was good. Recommend it. Recommend it. Six Flags. Now it makes, makes me want to go. Yeah. Well, Dismeet. Well, um, yeah, I, I just want to make sure my son is, is tall enough for any of the rides he would want to ride. 48 inches seems to be the cutoff for, That's just crazy for a lot of those. Crap. Okay. Yeah, this just seems to be a little crazy, that small for that crap. And And did you see people putting their kids on them? I saw kids that make the height requirements, um, and they couldn't wait. The, you know, just, you know, I can barely make the height requirement, and, and I can't <laughs> wait to get on. So hats this off to weird. them. You're brave, brave folk, all of you who get on some of these things. Weird. All right. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> very, very welcome. Glad, glad to do it. Good talking to you guys again. And as Bugs and Porky would say, that's all, folks. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.